Car Con Carne, sponsored by 90 Days in the 90s. This is a fiction book, a book about returning to the 90s in Chicago, specifically the 90s music scene. If you lived through it, wouldn't you like to go back? If you didn't live through it, doesn't that sound attractive? 90 Days in the 90s, that's the premise. Andy Fry wrote the book. It's about take, uh, Darby, a record store owner who takes the gray line not the pink line, not the red line, not the yellow line, the mystical gray line that goes back in time to the 90s in Chicago. As I'm recording this before Thanksgiving, it's time to start thinking about holiday gifts. If you have a bibliophile or a music fan on your list, 90 Days in the 90s, get an autographed copy, 90daysinthe90s.com. It's Car Con Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Car Con Carne. I'm James Van Ossel. This is a food podcast I do in my car. It's Car Con Carne. Today we're going to eat food, beef jerky, and talk about beer. Why are we talking about beer? Well, because we're at Skeleton Key Brewery, which is 8102 Lamont Road in Woodridge. To my right is a co-owner of Skeleton Key. It is Paul Slayton. Hello. In the rear, it is Henry Scherer, who is a musician. He is a writer. He is an artist. He is a playwright. He is all those things and more. And we have so much to cover with Henry. But here we are at Skeleton Key. We got here before you opened today. I love this place. Thank this, you. This is, this is a real gem in, in, in the south suburbs. <laughs> we like to think so. It's uh, it's we, we created a place that we absolutely love and the neighborhood loves, and they've supported us for so long. Um, I, I still find it fascinating that I am so excited to come here every day and see what the day brings because it's always different and I love it. I'm a little disappointed though that I didn't get quite as much of a entrance amount of titles as Henry. He got like nine titles when he introduced well, here's him. The thing. I was just co-owner of Skeleton Key Brewery. I'm... Well, here's the thing. We're going to talk more about you. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I wanted to make him feel comfortable because we're really going to lean hard on Skeleton Key. Gotcha. I understand. He deserves yeah. everything you said about him too. I'm not trying to say he didn't. No. <laughs> I, I just want him to feel placated. Good. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so Skeleton Key, the thing about the brewery scene, the craft brewery scene, mm -hmm. it's proliferated obviously in the past 10 years. It seems like a very competitive space you know it, what's funny is it seems like that to everyone i think one of the biggest misnomers that people have is that we in the beer industry are competitive with each other and that there's some sort of cutthroat aspect to it which could not be further from the truth man we do have a lot of breweries around and a lot of breweries have been opening <clears throat> over the last couple of years in an already saturated market but um you'll you know, people are never not surprised to see how many of these breweries continue to be successful and a big part of the reason that, that that is is because we work with each other we help each other out we collaborate with each other I li we literally just did a collaboration brew yesterday with uh, a couple of our buddies from Funky Town Brewing uh, in Chicago and our buddy Eric who owns Orange and Brew in downtown Downers Grove um, it's a testament to how wonderful our industry is and how much we like working together you know we always say you, you can't be a jerk in this business and expect to get far because nobody's going to want to work with you and the support that you get from the people and the guild and everything is amazing well I, this is one of the reasons why i often compare the brewing scene to the music scene it, to me there, there's so much similarity in the hustle 
mm-hmm. and the way you, you build your reputation and community and support system, the, the way word of mouth works, it seems like a lot of similarities. Oh, really? I mean, it absolutely is. I mean, you know, we've obviously gone through some stuff in the last couple of years that have been difficult, and we couldn't have come out of it without the support of the people that, uh, you know, helped us get through it. Um, we'll talk more, I'm sure, about <laughs> what we've gone through, but it's uh, it's an incredible business. I can't believe how lucky we are to be a part of it and to have so many friends that not only support our business but support us in our lives as well. And we love one of the one of the one of the hardest things about owning your own brewery is not having the time to get to go out and see all the other breweries and taste all the other sure. beers and see all of your friends because you're all so busy. And we generally all have the same day off every week, so it's hard to go uh, visit people when their brewery is closed on the one day that you can actually get out. All right, well, you brought it up, and I don't want to bury the lead. Skeleton Key was destroyed by a tornado last year. Yes, June twentieth uh, of twenty twenty one. It was Father's Day. Yeah, probably the worst day in your professional life. It was. Uh, it was the longest forty eight hours of my entire life. We. Uh, it was. It was a crazy day. We. You know, we had a Father's Day. We didn't do anything special, super special for Father's Day, but it was a busy day. We had a lot of people come out, bringing their dads out for beers that day. It was. Not, I was. I was there all day long working the the bar. John, uh, my brother-in-law, who's also my co-owner and our head brewer, um, he was uh, going to be brewing the next day. And normally John likes to get in there on Sunday nights and kind of, you know, take his time to get things set, to get the water heated up, to get everything in place so that he can be ready to go early in the morning. And uh, that night I was like, you know what, John, it's Father's Day. Just stay home. I'll, I'll get it all heated up for you, you know. And, and he wound up not going to the brewery that night, which was a blessing because wow. that night about 11 o'clock was when the tornado came through. It came through Naperville, Woodridge, skipped right over our not skipped sorry it went right over our building and we are the you know the end unit basically facing lamont road and it absolutely just decimated our tap rooms um the one good thing out of all of that was that nobody got hurt but also that um our equipment all of our brewing equipment our brew house our fermenters and all the important stuff is situated in the center of our unit so we were lucky that none of that got terribly damaged um but yeah it was it was we were up for about 48 straight hours. We were here at 3 in the morning surveying the damage. We, you know, couldn't even fall asleep that night. About 7 a.m., the phone calls started coming in because people were seeing us on the news already. Um, we did so many news interviews over the next two days. You know, it was it was in an unreal couple yeah. of days for us. So at that point, did you think, well, this is it. There goes, there goes my dream. It definitely... I think that was the first impression that you get. That's the first thing mm-hmm. you think is there's no... How do we come back from this, you know? Right. Um... You know, even at first, we were like, is our insurance going to cover? We, we didn't know. You know, this is something that was totally, you know, Truly we've never catastrophic. Done. Exactly. And and shocking. And, you know, you can't help but feel like, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s, man, and I couldn't help but feel like a eight-year-old who just wanted his mom to make everything okay, yeah. you know? Um, but luckily, you know, the community came out for us. Um, we had friends in the industry started to GoFundMe for us so we could, you know, help, help keeping our st- staff paid, for, you know, at, while we were figuring out what to do. Um, at that point, then, we... You know, all of our friends said, "Why don't you come to our breweries? We'll brew collaboration beers, and we can release them. We can kind of keep you guys going." And that's what we did. Over the next couple months, thirteen breweries invited us out. We did what we called our "Lift and Let Lift" tour, and we um, basically went and brewed a beer at all these different breweries. And a couple months later, it was after the summer, we were able to get a little mini uh, sort of speakeasy called Little Key that we opened up in the back while everything was getting rebuilt. Um, So we had like you know space for like twenty five people in the very back of the brewery people loved it because they said this is what it felt like when you know you know 20 years ago when breweries were open it was like hey we got a brew house and we threw a couple tables next to it so come sit and have a beer with us and um it was it was a really important thing to get us back to where we needed to be afterwards 
and there's that that word community again. Yeah. Yeah. Your brewery gets taken out. Everyone steps up and, and rolls up their sleeves and said, says, how can we help? Exactly. It's incredible. They don't ever think that the industry, the, the beer, the craft beer industry out there is anything other than wonderful because it's got some of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. I love hearing that. Henry, you're Skeleton Key adjacent. Yes. You're like an honorary employee. I drink a lot of their beer, yes. <laughs> you, do. you do. I mean, do you remember that when that happened last year? I do. Uh, my parents actually live in Woodridge, so when the tornado happened, I was out of town, but <clears throat> they called me, and I I was like, are you guys okay? I saw on the news, like, the because they live right off Woodridge Drive, which is the street, like, right behind here, mm-hmm. um, and that whole neighborhood was decimated. Yeah. They yeah. had, like, news crews and everything out there, and, uh, and then I saw your guys' post, and I was like, oh, no, Skeleton Key, and, like... Uh, ironically enough, we were going to be playing there next week. God, was it really? <laughs> yeah, we were the next. Oh, me and Dan, man. my brother, were going to be playing with our duo there. But man. yeah, that was uh, that was that was crazy. And then the next couple days, like it was it was Woodridge Drive was just backed up with construction workers and people just picking up debris, and it was it was pretty scary. It was wild. How long did the rebuild take? Uh, we were closed for 11 months, so Damn. yeah, it was it was a long period of time. Um, the, the crazy part was, was we literally, you know, we just gotten through COVID, and during yeah. COVID, we had uh, gotten an, our expansion built. So we had a new uh, second bar, private event area that we we built. That's beautiful. And we were super proud of. We opened it up in April of 2021, and then two months later, the tornado came through and took it all down. So the nice thing was, was that it had just gotten built, and all it had to do was be rebuilt along with the structural damage that had to be fixed in the building um but uh it you know there were definitely everyone's like you know was was there some things that you were happy that you got to change and i'm like well ultimately yeah there were a couple things that we figured out you know we were able to you know tweak that we kind of wish we'd done in the first place um but yeah 11 months later we were finally able to in may of 2022 uh just this past may open up our doors again and it was again one of those situations where you couldn't believe the amount of support that came out for you that first weekend and beyond we've been had an incredible summer people have been coming out of the woodwork to help us out and make sure that we get back to where we were um and now that we're almost at you know almost at christmas here i feel like we're we're kind of you know 95 percent back to whatever passes for normal these days that's fantastic yeah uh, should we snack? I mean, we, we eat food. Yeah, food, absolutely. We eat food in the car, so you brought jerky bar snacks. Good. I do. Beef jerky with coffee and cayenne. That kind of sounds amazing. It is. And then this one, that's also really good, too. Green yeah. chili and hops. So this actually <laughs> this tastes like beer? Doesn't doesn't taste like beer, I would say. This is the spicy one. So if you like it spicier, this is definitely the one that's going to give you a bigger kick. Spicy? Yeah. Well, I'm going with the, uh, the hops. I mean, Sunday morning jerky is about as good as jerky guts. That's good. Right? Hey, I can make this go away. Oh man, I'm, mm-hmm. we just got these not that long ago, and uh, they're they're incredible. Oh yeah, they go off mm. real well. It, it has a cumulative effect. It's got a little bit of spice that heat. picks up at the end. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Like that a lot. Oh, yeah, I dig that. Yeah, sure. I love jerky. Me too. Brunch, man. Oh. Thank you. This is what you do for brunch on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk a little bit, and Henry. I swear we're not ignoring you. Oh no, I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm chilling. You had a couple gigs last night. You're a musician. Yeah. You you don't mind a little time just to decompress, take, catch your breath. Take a little nap. I'm good. Okay, good. I'm the hardest working <laughs> musician in this area. I He'll do eight true. shows a weekend. This guy. I believe that's true. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about the aesthetic. The the how you approach the vibe of Skeleton Key. What what do you want people to feel or experience when they walk in? I'm sorry. That was for me. I thought yeah. you were darker than yeah. Henry. Um, we have always been, you know. Um, part of the reason we named our brewery Skeleton Key is because a key is a skeleton key is one key that opens many doors, and our initial um, 
whole thought behind opening the place up wasn't just to you know serve beer and have a bar but it was also to help people um, advance in the craft beer world if they want you know and and we were heavily focused on education so we do a lot of classes we're kind of starting to get the classes back up and running we just that. did a cider class a mead, a mead making class we just did a charcuterie class oh, I mean, really? a little bit yeah we had a lady come in and teach a charcuterie class it was really fun um you know we try and do a lot of different stuff that appeals to a lot of people obviously most of it is beer focused um but um you know, we also had our incubator program for the first couple of years we were open. Something that we hoped to be able to come back to, um, but we basically knew that there were people out there like us that didn't know how to get their foot in the door. And with our incubator program, we basically held a homebrew competition. Uh, we took all the best of show competitors and uh, just interviewed them and asked them what they want to get out of you know the craft beer industry. A lot of people that were looking to hopefully open their own place one day. And through that, we would pick someone that we then worked with for a few months, uh, showed them all the parts of running a business, about running the business, about running the bar, about using the big equipment, about, you know, up batching your recipes and uh, help them get their doors open. And we've done it three times now. And those three breweries are open. We've helped, you know, we, uh, Brother Chimp Brewing, uh, Bubble House Brewing and Garage Band Brewing all went through our incubator program and they're still great friends of ours and they make great beer and we love visiting them. And it really is something special for us where, you know, we got to see these guys go from where we were, you know, and be able to now be where we are essentially. I love it. All right, did you bring cheese? I did bring cheese. Here, cheese and you want you wanted the horseradish. Oh yeah, cheese horseradish and, and oh and, and big and old sourdough crackers. sea salt crackers. They're awesome. Yeah. Oh, here you know we what's go. weird is the horseradish is like the slowest one to sell, which makes no sense. Oh to come me on, it's the best of all of them. It's so good too, and it actually like dips. Oh yeah, can you hook me up with a cracker? Cracker it up. Cracker it up. Thank you. you I love it. horseradish. Me, me too. too. Thanks, buddy. Whoa. Oh, you got it. I do. You lost the cracker, man. Down. I caught it in my arm. I'm good. Oh, this is good bar food. It really is. Oh my god. And these crackers are like they're light, but like they got a bunch of air inside, and they're. Oh yeah, this is great. I love them. All right, so Henry, as a, a skeleton key enthusiast, what's your favorite beer? Uh, El Gufo. It's their uh, one of their IPAs and. I'm such a big fan that when 2020 happened, we were picking it up like they have the big old <laughs> growlers. We're getting a ton of those, and we would drink through them real quick, but it's fantastic. Hey, and tell, tell us about that beer. Me? Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, was, I wanted to hear Henry tell me about the beer. <laughs> no. uh, our hazy IPA, so we, um, we do a hazy IPA called Il Gufo. We actually just started doing different variations of it. So Il Gufo basically means the owl in Italian. Um, my brother-in-law, John, has this big gold owl medallion that used to be his, his late grandmother's that he wears. And we actually designed it to be the label on the can as well. Um, so we were producing that beer for a while. We like to do our, our hazy IPAs. Um, with a little bit of a bitterness still at the end. You know, you get a lot of these hazy IPAs that are out there nowadays, especially in the Midwest, you uh, you know, they, they have a residual sweetness that you hit at the end that kind of doesn't go away. And for us, we're like, an IPA needs to retain that bitterness. That's what makes it an IPA. So we like to have a little bit of bitterness at the end. Um, this one, the most recent one that we're doing is coming out this coming Wednesday. It's called Burrowing Goofo. So we did a Crested Goofo, then we got a Burrowing Goofo. Uh, basically, they're all different kinds of owls, which we mm -hmm. think is pretty fun. Um, Coming up now, we're doing our new Gufo with, oh man, um, oh, Idaho 7 and Simcoe Hops. Um, our last batch we did with El Dorado 
and mosaic hops. Um, so we try to we keep the same base recipe, but we like to add different hops to give it different components. So uh, this new one's got a nice sort of tropical notes to it with a nice bitter bite at the end without being too overpowering, but still nice and juicy the way that people like their IPAs to be, their hazy IPAs to be. So what, what's the gateway beer for people who Ooh. are used to drinking, going to the corner tavern, drinking just typical lagers like what, what's the way you get those people in you know the best option for those beer drinkers is our hellas lager we have a cold a hellas lager we call cold fresh joy that is just as the simplest way to put it is it is just delicious beer flavored beer uh, people want to come in and have something light and refreshing that you can have a couple of that's the one to go for and then from there we start branching out i often find it's it's when you're serving someone at a bar for a craft beer bar it's easier to say what don't you like rather than what do you like you know so someone says i don't like bitter beers it's like all right well i know what direction i don't like dark beers it's like well i definitely know what direction to take you in at that point um yeah it's like you know asking someone things that they hate as opposed to things they like and they always have more to tell you about i feel like <laughs> what's the one you have the the, the that's is it brewed in a gin barrel or oh oh we yeah we so we just uh phobab the festival of barrelage beers just happened a couple weeks ago and we had a couple submissions and one of the beers that i think we are the most proud of ever is uh we have what's called it's our uh, gin barrel age blueberry wondrous and it's a saison that we've made a bunch of times before but this past batch we took and we put it into journeyman uh gin barrels and then we racked it over hand-picked blueberries. We actually went blueberry picking with our staff over the summer. And, yeah, picked a ton of blueberries, brought it back, aged it in the barrels, racked it over the blueberries. And it is one of the most special and delicious beers I think we've ever put out there. It is just got this, it's almost got this cocktail-esque sort of quality to it. You get these really beautiful notes from the gin, and then the blueberry tartness, that berry punch that comes through is just out of this world. It's wonderful. If there's a more wholesome thing than taking employees blueberry picking, I, <laughs> I, I don't know any other team building example that, that can hold up to that. It was it was pretty spot. We got we had to bring John's kids and stuff too, so it was a lot of fun. We all got to go out and spend the day. You know, it's northern northern almost Indiana. It was still Illinois. That's right. I forgot the town, but it was uh, it was a really fun day. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Henry, you want some more cheese and crackers? Sure. Thank you. I, I don't want to ignore you. No, I'm good, man. Oh, he gave me one. I'm good. Okay, but, thanks. All right. So one of the reasons we're here together. Uh, as we we've been spending time every couple months or so mm-hmm. uh, in the back room in the the is it the party room is it we call it the lounge the lounge no, we're gonna do the performance yeah <laughs> the lounge the spectral silhouette radio show I have a radio bill that's been folded and crumpled in my pocket but the point <laughs> is there it is the radio bill the spectral silhouette radio show this is the brainchild of that man in the back seat if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube Henry what is the spectral silhouette it started as a, like a bunch of songs we were putting together, me and my friend Colleen Wilde, who also performs here a lot. You mean the ridiculously talented Colleen Wilde? Yeah, with the, uh, the, the incredibly talented with the blue hair. And uh, anyway, she, uh, her and I started working together, and we were talking about releasing an EP. We were kind of writing like jazz standard style songs, and my thought process was we could just release this EP, it goes out in the world, people listen to it, and then they never touch it again. Or we put it into something interesting, you know? And I've always loved old-time radio shows. So I mentioned the idea to her. I was like, what if we put together a script, get a bunch of our friends, do all of it in-house, sound effects, everything, ask people we like and admire, like yourself, and uh, <laughs> and get... He's our narrator for the, for the shows. <laughs> um, yeah, we ended up putting this big project together. And uh, originally, 
we had a fake sponsor. It was like Cajun kelp chips or something. We just like made something up. And then I was like, why am I making this up when I could ask one of my friends who I also respect and, you know, Skeleton Key. I've always talked to Paul about old time radio shows. We both love The Shadow yeah. and, and stuff like from the 30s and 40s. And I ran the idea by him and I said, hey, you know, why don't we do this? And we can even do a live show in the new room. And uh, yeah, I mean, we were able to come together on that. We're using most of your staff. Yeah. Most, most of the Skeleton Key crew are voice actors in within the uh, the show as well. So yeah, it was, we were lucky that it was all able to come together. It's a great idea. And I'm surprised I don't hear more of these things, hear about more of these things, because what's not to love about it? it, it it's... it's a throwback to a much more, to use the word again, wholesome era in American entertainment. It's fun. It's 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 theater of the mind, except when it's on stage here at Skeleton Key, it's theater of, <laughs> theater of the eye as well. Which I, I got to say, I was so nervous is the wrong word, apprehensive about joining you on stage for this. I, I don't do stuff like this. <laughs> this. This is new for me. You're so good, man. You are so good. You. you, you the second you sent me your recorded lines before we even did the first live show, I was like, man, it's perfect. Like, Well, see, I'm not a voice actor, and that, that's what I was so neurotic about. Like, you've got a, a, a skilled professional like Kyle Brock on these recordings and on stage who who's a voice actor who takes you back to, like, 1945. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm just, you know, the guy who used to be on Q101 reading this 1940s-esque script. You got to remember that there are, you know, people our age that remember your voice on Q101. And man, the second I hear you start talking at Spectral Silhouette, I, I close my eyes and there's a part of me that goes back to, to those days. And I love it. I think you have a great, your voice is great regardless. But for the narrator, it's fucking perfect. Okay. I can Thank swear, you. right? I'm Thank sorry. you. Of course. Okay, good. Yeah. I, 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 I was definitely that. apprehensive because I'm, 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 on, I'm on stage with actors and musicians. And <laughs> this is a different, different thing for me. But it's been so much fun. And Henry, this is all you. I mean, you're scripting yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's it, like I said, it, it was supposed to be a one-off thing. It kind of started like as like, well, we'll do one episode and see what happens. And we had such a good response here from both our cast and crew and the audience. Like we were surprised the numbers that we did. The audience. The, the first place, night. Skeleton Key's been packed for the past two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were surprised that that it was as popular as it is, and I I think I can kind of attribute that to like. I, I'm new to podcasting. We were just kind of discussing this earlier. Like, it's kind of a new thing, but I found a couple that I like. And um, I think radio shows from the 30s and 40s translate well because people are making audio dramas and putting them on Spotify. Mm. And there's really not a huge difference, minus that hammy transatlantic accent <laughs> in comparison because it's still telling a story, yeah. right? It's got an arc. It's got a sponsor, just like any new uh, any new podcast yeah. you find on Spotify. So I think that's true. people... People like it. People dig it, and it's uh, it's all thanks to you and that smooth, velvety voice. <laughs> That's it. I, I gotta say, I love the music transition too. I mean, especially seeing this live. So we'll break the, from the performance, and then you jump over, and you know, there's Colleen, there's the band doing these torchy, jazzy songs that are just as good as it gets. Amazing. Yes, I mean, I I, I kind of forget that. Oh, I've got to go back on stage at some point because I just want to watch the band. <laughs> It's, it's so good. Henry, how long have you been playing? Uh, a lot. Well, professionally, I, about seven years, eight years, I've been doing, like, the old cover circuit, you know, playing bars and 
getting Freebird yelled at you nine times for a decent amount of time now. <laughs> and but that's the jukebox JBC part of it. Yeah, your- yeah, that's the jukebox JBC, which is what I go by on on Facebook and stuff. And just it's better because a lot of people can't say my last name. I was so happy you got it because <laughs> a lot of people say Scarrer or Scarrar, and thank you so much for saying it right. I, as a former broadcaster, that's the thing that would keep me up at night if I mispronounced someone's name. <laughs> I it, I hated doing it when I did it. It would I would obsess about it. So. Okay, I'm relieved. <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing. Uh, <clears throat> I've been playing a long time. Me and my brother actually started when we were really, really young. We've been in bands together. I'm also in a band called Black Bolts. Mm-hmm. That um, we play like usually we'll play fest in the summer, and that's about it right now. And we'll probably get back in and record some stuff just to do it. But right now, my main focus seems to be Spectral Silhouette stuff, just because it's been so much fun. You get to do a little bit of everything with Spectral Silhouette, and you do so much so well. I mean, you know, he talks about these bands, but it's like, you know, he'll, he'll play guitar in one, but he'll play the keys in the other, and he'll sing in all of them. I mean, it blows me away, because you never know what you're going to get when you get to go see Henry do anything. I, I, I do want dollars to say that. <laughs> I, I, I do want to shout out Black Bolts, because I, I think the first time I heard that band, we were doing... So, it was a contest for either Loop or KQX, I don't know what it was for, uh, but you guys submitted something. When I was when I was in radio, and it was my first time hearing you, I'm like, "Oh, I dig the horns, dig the sound." Like, it, it, that, there's not a lot that sounds like that right now hmm. on the Chicago landscape. So you definitely caught my attention with the band. Oh yeah, right on. I, I remember that too because that's when I reached out to you originally about a year and a half, maybe two. God, time flies like two years ago. Um, <laughs> that's what we talked about too. Was uh, yeah, and I think that Black Bolts and kind of Spectral Silhouette have a lot in common because they're both leaning towards like a retro vintage sound but like more of like a modern yeah they're both kind style. of timeless in a way yeah yeah that's the idea like like we with that band it was all about soul and garage rock of the 60s like bands like the sonics and uh yeah. and performers like wilson pickett like that's the stuff that i really love to sing and play and with spectral silhouette it's more retro vintage but 30s 40s so it's more fats waller um louis armstrong people like that were sinatra you, were you born at the wrong time I think so. I think I'm a thousand. I just think I look good for my age. At least my liver's a thousand. That's what I say. You know. Which is why he's such a good customer. I, this it's, is, true. it's kismet. It's true. I mean, really, it comes was, full circle. Earlier, I was going to say theater of the goofo when you were talking about that room. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> One of the many things I love as you're creating these radio dramas is the use of sound effects. Because before television, when radio dramas were all you could do to consume that type of entertainment you had to be in it and the producers needed to set the stage with whether it's you know theremin sounds in the background or dogs barking or people falling downstairs or opening doors you recreate all that both on stage and in the recorded version the podcast version uh that's probably a lot of work sourcing and creating those sounds yeah and i'd I'd actually be remiss if i uh, didn't mention matt winky winkleman who's my partner in all of this he does literally all the editing and mixing and mastering and all that stuff and we see each other more than we see our families <laughs> and we argue and bicker like any good couple does but uh i think that's good for the creative process you know no one ever made a great record that perfectly got along i think i think you need a little bit of tension you need a little bit of creative differences to make things work but yeah, uh, have the rolling stones taught us nothing yeah, <laughs> yeah for real aerosmith <laughs> but what we do uh with him is we'll We'll use like sometimes we'll use databases to track effects, and if we can't do that, then we'll just make our own. And that's always way more of a pain in the butt, but sure. the you're, results are always great. You're you like know? Foley artists. You yeah. were just literally asking, what, were, what was it you asked for the other day? Oh, yeah. I was looking, I was asking around trying to get a trash can, like an old, old steel trash, trash can, can that could hit with a baseball bat. <laughs> um, and one guy was like, Yeah, I'd give you mine, but it's got dog poop in it. 
And my response was, no risk, no reward. <laughs> <laughs> I think we settled on sheet metal. I think we're just going to use sheet. It'll probably give us the same. It's supposed to be yeah. like a car crash sound. Um, I, th- I think the last time I saw an actual metal garbage can was in a pro wrestling match. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. It was like WWF or Somebody's something. Somebody's got to make those for them, right? Right. <laughs> They have to have, like, a wholesale supplier for that stuff and folding chairs. Yeah, for real. No one uses The only person buying them is WWF. They're keeping them in business. I've never seen anyone sit in a folding chair at the WWE or any wrestling event, but they, they have a surplus of folding chairs. <laughs> You'd think they would learn at this point, but no. Uh, so Spectral Silhouette is live on stage. The next performance is December 15th Yep. here at Skeleton Key 8102. Uh, what's the street? Not Maine. Is it Maine? Lamont. Lamont, sorry. Yeah. Uh, 8102 Lamont in Woodridge. Live performance. Are, is this sold out yet? Uh, no, the tickets are not going on sale yet. We are oh. going to be... Uh, the Odds are first week of December will okay. uh, we'll open that up. So, and they well, go fast. They do go real. Usually it's a day and they're gone. Um, we're, it's like Taylor Swift. It, I mean, it's just like Taylor Swift. You know, I'm, I'm, Except we're not going through the Ticketmaster, Live true. Nation, whatever right. that was. I didn't, have to, except I didn't have to write a response to the public about the way things are going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, December fifteenth, we're going to release tickets most likely the first week of December. I think is when we're going. Awesome, and, yeah. and so with that, Henry, the, their spectral silhouette now has massive social media presence. Yeah, well, I mean, I made the accounts like four days ago, but yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> people are. What's nice is people are responding to this stuff really well on like TikTok, and and people are starting to get interest. And I mean, it's it's free publicity, which is which is great. And I want to mention the December fifteenth show. It's going to be a, a Christmas themed show. It's going to be part um, Christmas Carol parody, and then part like kind of a a noir. Uh, So it's going to be really fun. We're probably all going to wear Santa hats, and I think is Burning Bull going to be here? Probably. I don't know. One of the most likely it'll be Burning Bull. Yeah, they they've been here the last two times and they love it. So I'm sure it'll be Burning Bull, unless they have something else better to do. But I hope that's not the case. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And, And this is pulling the curtain back too much and sharing how the sausage is made. Every time I show up, Henry hands out scripts. And my eyes aren't the way they used to be when I was younger. He uses like a 10-point font on his scripts. And the lighting on stage at Skeleton Key is vision prohibitive. So, Henry, I just wanted to say right now, I'm going to print my own script. It's going to be probably 40 pages because of the size of font required. But I'm going to come prepared next time. I'm so sorry. We should get cue cards. We should get like some, someone to hold them up in the front yes. for everybody or something. Yes. You know? Or yes. maybe even just a monitor that scrolls or something. I don't know. But here's the good news. For people who can't make it to Skeleton Key, and really they should make it here because it's a lovely place with Thanks. fantastic beer. Thank you. Um, but people who can't make it to Spectral Silhouette, they can hear it online. The, the produced audio version. Uh, you know, if you, we're recording this the weekend heading into Thanksgiving. If you're road tripping, flying great time to load that into your uh, your phone tablet whatever for for listening whenever on spotify and what else i'm sorry what's the what's uh so the hosting site we're using is red circle red which kind of pumps it out to like uh apple and amazon and all those other ones mm-hmm. so you can get us pretty much anywhere um last wednesday of every month we're releasing the studio episodes so the live shows we do every other month so it'll be like december february april and in between those we'll also have episodes but they'll just be online exclusive my favorite one coming up is this third one we're doing where Paul is playing a vampire, and he's fantastic. <laughs> he had me dying with how funny he was. Is he, he fantastic, was. or is he fantastic? There it yeah, is. Very That's much. the one. 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 Buttons that say that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I can't resist those. I, I'm a dad. I make dad jokes. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just who I am at this stage of life. jokes. I can't, I can't help it. I, you know, it's funny. 
guys, it, I've left here the past two times thinking, this feels like a thing. This feels like, I mean, obviously it's a thing by strict definition, but it feels like this is something that we can really grow. I, 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 the second, when Henry, you know, he mentioned about coming, approaching me to do this, I think that I've never given someone a yes answer so fast to anything in my life. The second he described it, I was like, this is, this is something I've always wanted to do and be, to be a part of the incredible thing that Henry's created has been a dream. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's, there's just so much buzz and excitement behind it. And I think that, you know, we, Henry busts his butt on it every friggin' day. Wink too, man. You can never say enough about Wink and how oh, great yeah. he is what he does. Yeah. But, um, it's definitely one of those things that we want to keep pushing as hard as we can and, and try to get more people, you know, to, uh, get to see and hear it because a lot of people don't know that, like you said, there's nothing like this out there, you know, and that's so, what's so exciting about it is nobody does stuff like this anymore. You know, you can catch right. old recordings of ones from the actual, you know, thirties and forties, but to get something new is it's so special. And Henry's just done such a great job, man. I can't give him enough props. And the music really oh, God. pushes it over the top. You said it right. Torchy it's jazz. That's the best way to describe oh, what's going on. It's, I can watch that band with Colleen singing any day of the week. Amazing. So Absolutely good. any day of the week. All right, so Skeleton Key, you're open every day except for Monday, we're, Tuesday. Exactly. We're open Wednesday through Sunday. Indeed, the tap room is. Yep. And we do distribute stuff out and about, so if you're looking for stuff at local bottle shops or you know uh, some bars and restaurants, you'll find things here and there. And bring the family. You've got a family room. You've got a family room. That's Which, right. Which, again, going back to that word, community, mm-hmm. bring the community on in. we got to bring them in. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Henry, what, what should we do? What should we know keeping track of you musically? Um, if you guys want to follow uh, a lot of the stuff I do, I just kind of keep it all under the umbrella of Jukebox JBC. It's kind of where I keep my stuff. But we also, just brand new, uh, we have an Instagram, we have a TikTok, we have uh, a YouTube page, all that stuff, Facebook page for Spectral Silhouette. So if you guys like the idea and you want to help support us and support an awesome brewery and a great group of people, great cast and crew, and... Uh, Mr. Van Osdel, who's fantastic as our narrator. That's where you can find us. So thank you guys for, uh, thank you, James, for, for having, yeah. having us on, man. Oh, and, and honestly, one last thing I would say is if you uh, want to come to our, we do have Henry at Jukebox JBC playing our Christmas party this year, too. Oh, fantastic. oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, Friday the 23rd, the week after Spectral Silhouette, <laughs> oh, fantastic. we'll have a whole big night before uh, Christmas, uh, December 23rd, that Friday night, and Henry will be playing. Be great. Be awesome. Here's the great it thing is. about this radio bill. This is actually a taken from a photograph it looks like it was painted hmm. this looks like I, I love the look of this it's everything beautiful. about this i can't hold it up but um if, if i could mention too uh bob redman he does all, all like all our photography and all the graphic design he's put together all the covers and he did that playbill he didn't even tell so me cool. he yeah. just did it that was a great and he surprise. showed up because that's the kind of guy he makes our our lobby cards and he's just <laughs> he's great so thanks total, bob total pro yeah <laughs> all right skeleton key we'll come back we'll drink your beer we'll eat your jerky excellent <laughs> and uh love coming here henry uh Dude, you're you're a creative force of nature. Thank you for all you do. I, I'm I'm just happy to kind of draft behind you. Thank you, man.